Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I'm John Shirky here with my friend, my co-host, Jamie Wagner. Jamie, good to see you. You as well, man. Uh, how's living right now? Pretty good. It's, Pretty good. It's good. I, uh, you know, had some sickness in the house here this last couple of, of weeks, feeling good energy wise now. Actually been getting outside quite a bit, which is good for the soul, obviously. Uh, but I don't have to deal with the below temperature weather like you guys do. So it's brutal, man. I, like there are days, it's just so yo yo y too, right? It's like, oh, yeah, today is negative four, tomorrow's mm-hmm. 30. Let's get out. You know, it's like, we got to, you know, having two young kids, it's like one of our, our daughter needs to get outside to kind of get rid of some energy. Sometimes it's like, when is it going to be nice, you know, to yeah. <laughs> get, get rid of that stir crazy. Actually yesterday we were, we were skiing and rode up the chairlift with a guy from Minnesota. And so we started talking and he's like, yeah, I just, I got in my truck and I just drove. He's like, I looked at <laughs> He's like, I was able to take a couple of days off and I looked at the weather and it was going to be 10 below zero with a 30 below wind chill here. And it was going to be 40 in Montana. He's like, so I just got in my truck and I left. Now, not everybody can do that, but I think, you know, being aware of that, where, where do you need to do something for yourself? Yeah. How do you get that and build that in and not just continue to go through the motions and be like, oh, this sucks. Well, and to some degree, that's what we talk about with our guests today. You know, golf coach, golf can be this thing where it's like, how do I stay in my routine? How do I do my shot, my pre-shot stuff? How do I, and yet, how do I continue to escalate and continue to grow it, not be stuck in the pattern, not be stuck in the routine. And it's hard, man. Like life is hard. Sport is hard. Coaching is hard. We have to be able to, to take the time to serve our own needs too, you know? Yeah. Our guest today, Matt Clark, he's our first addition first coach in Montana high school sports. Uh, he coaches high school golf here in Bozeman Gallatin high school. They're, they've had a ton of success, Jamie, they've been dominant. And we talk about that a little bit, but the thing that strikes me too, is he, that's not the thing he leads with, right? It's not, Hey, here's all the success. Here's how you do it. Right. It's, character it's identity it's building things the right way and so uh the other thing we never got into with him that's interesting and maybe we'll have him back someday is he played in the cfl played receiver at the university of montana and that's the other thing too and i think i've said this before with other coaches jamie maybe even last week where it was like it's never really about them like coaches talk about their kids and that's super cool and and certainly on display again today absolutely and you know, like you can take things from your experience at every step. Right. So I'm sure the things that Matt has learned from his time at a high, high level trickles down into his kids, you know, and then he talks about their high character. Well, that's, that's representative, that's representative of their parents, of their program, of him, you know, for sure. We got better today. You will as well. Here we go. We now welcome on a very special guest, and he doesn't think so. He just gave us a hard time, said we're <laughs> struggling for content. We are couldn't disagree more. Coach Matt Clark, welcome to the podcast. Pleasure to be here. 
So coach, tell us a little bit about, so you're our first, we, we had, uh, Daniel Jones who's the volleyball coach at Montana state. We had him on, but other than that, Jamie, I correct me if I'm wrong, our first foray into Montana high school sports with coaches, correct? I believe so. We've had a lot of, a lot of coaches from our, our stomping grounds in Minnesota, but we are, we are venturing out and I can't think of a better way to start than with a golf coach, man. I mean, like we, we both love to golf and I, some of us are better at it than others. Um, sure. meaning, uh, I'm the worst of us. <laughs> I will, I will guarantee that, but, um, what an awesome sport to talk about how the mental side of the game plays in to what we do in the execution. Right. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited to just get into this conversation. So Jamie, before we get into that though, coach, I have a serious question. How difficult was it for you to watch the Bobcats make a run to the national title game this year, living in Bozeman, being a standout wide receiver for the Montana Grizzlies? How hard was it? You know what? If you were to ask me in the past when I was younger, it would have been really tough. Um, now, uh, I think I'm in a different space. Um, you know, I've coached not just golf, but some of the other sports too. I've coached football when I first moved here into Bozeman from Portland, Oregon. And I actually coached Callahan O'Reilly, Lance McCutcheon. So some of those guys that were making this run. So I couldn't have been more proud of them, to be honest with you. I was pulling for them. Um, yeah. obviously, um, you know, there's one game of the year where you got to take a, a side, you can't be on the fence. And, and I was definitely on, on the Grizz side. Um, I was hoping that, you know, Lance and some of those guys, some of my buddies would, would, would play well. And, um, but the Grizz needed to pull that one out and it's, it's been a while. They've had a nice little run. Um, and I've been taking a lot of crap for the last four years <laughs> from people around here. I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, but no, I was super happy with how they, uh, performed. Um, I was pulling for them the whole way. I mean, I'm a Montana guy. I grew up in Missoula, was fortunate to play at the university of Montana. I know the pride that comes with that. Um, and I, I, I believe everybody in the state of Montana should be proud of those Montana kids that are representing your state, regardless of either side. No question. I, I grew up in, in Michigan. So Michigan, Michigan state is my rivalry that I, you know, I still am involved in, but I agree with you. I think, you know, as we get older perspective changes and certainly having coached some of those kids, I'm sure it even changed it further, but so let's get into what you're doing now. I mean, you used to coach football, um, also coach some track and field, Jamie, don't start asking track and field I'm, questions. I'm Please don't because I don't have any answers for you. Good. Good. <laughs> That's why I'm not coaching now, but now tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and, and how you got there. Yeah. Um, God, it's a roundabout way. I didn't get into golf until uh, late, too. I didn't start playing until I was out of college. I kind of got thrown into a situation where I embarrassed the heck out of myself playing golf and and said, I'm not going to let that happen again. And so I uh, practiced a ton, caught the bug, um, dabbled in the industry a little bit. Um, when I was done playing football, uh, worked at a golf course, thought I was going to be an aspiring club professional and found out that you don't get a play if you're in that line of business. Um, <laughs> Um, eventually got into teaching and coaching and, um, you know, I think you can apply a lot of the strategies, a lot of the, um, things that, you know, I push or, um, stand for as far as coaching wise across the spectrum of all, all, all sports, whether I'm coaching football or track or, 
or golf or whatever. But um, yeah, I absolutely love the game of golf. So I've been coaching golf for, I think I coached about four years in Portland, Oregon, and then we relocated to Bozeman and I'm going on, I think about seven years here in the city of Bozeman. So between two schools and I've uh, been super fortunate to have some success. Um, I attribute that to super talented players. Um, I always say uh, good players make good coaches, you know, so we've been blessed with having uh, hard workers, high character people, um, super, super talented. So I've, you know, that's kind of how, how uh, things have played out the last few years. So we actually just had a, a cross country coach from here in Minnesota that has had tremendous success on last week on the episode we just released. And he talked about getting kids to run in the summer and do it on their own time. Golf, you don't get good at golf by showing up in March to practice and saying, Hey, I'm going to try and compete for a state championship here. How do you get that love of the game, that passion for the game into your athletes so that they're playing year round if they can, or as often as they can, when the summer happens, like they just buy in. Cause sorry, wrong button. <laughs> yeah. For, for those of us that love golf, it's, it's not hard to make the jump. Right. But I, you know, like, at 16, I wasn't playing golf either. I didn't start until really I, I moved and lived with John in his hometown. You know, like that was really when I started playing golf, I was 25. And so how do you, how do you instill that? Or does that come from the home? I'm just curious about it. Cause I think all of us want to know how do we make our kids love what we do so that they come back excited, you know, the next time, you know, tomorrow yeah. or next year. No, that's great questions. That's, that's, you know, I think there's a lot of different angles that that influence that, that outcome. Um, I have also been, um, running a junior golf tour in the city here for the last eight years or so, seven, eight years. Uh, and so we're trying to get it's, it's, it's a junior golf tour available to kids ages seven to 17. And so, <clears throat> um, we've got some great sponsorships. Um, so one of the barriers getting kids into golf is money. It's a, it's not a cheap sport. And so we have, eliminated that barrier. Um, it's, uh, $6 for a kid to play nine holes and you get a lunch, your lunch and drink are more expensive than the $6 you're going to pay to play, uh, nine holes. And you play the private courses in the area. You go up to big sky, which is a phenomenal area. And you play a course there. Um, <clears throat> there are, I think six regular season events. Um, the older kids, they'll play 18 holes and it's about 11 bucks to play 18 holes, have a lunch. And the top three individuals in each age level, uh, boys and girls, they win a prize as well. So we try and get kids excited at an early age, uh, kind of a grassroots movement, kind of get them going. Um, and we've done a good job of marketing that uh, we've done. We're, we're very organized. I like to say we're a very organized junior golf tour. I mean, there's all kinds of junior golf setups and and some are better than others and i'm pretty detail oriented so i want to i try and make sure everything is absolutely perfect we've got a great website and we try to do things right we're always learning but i think uh word has got out that we're doing pretty well and we get anywhere from god this last couple of years and COVID had something to do with it right golf went berserk yeah but um shoot we've had between 100 and 150 at some of our events here um just in the bozeman area and there are kids traveling from helena and billings and um, outside of their hometown, be a part of this because uh, the best competition 
is here in Bozeman at this junior golf tour. And uh, so it's, it's a nice way to, to, to learn the game. Um, parents get a walk with their kids at a young age and caddy for their kids and teach their kids. And we do some things so that they can learn the game and make new friends. And so we make it a great experience. So they want to come back. It's not like it's hard work. It's a game. It's fun. They meet friends. And so that's one thing we do. Um, shoot. Um, at the high school, I am teaching health and, and PE. So I'm always recruiting, you know, I'm, I'm recruiting athletes. I don't care what you do. Um, but I recruit athletes and I recruit high, recruit high, high character. Uh, I think high character wins. Um, and so we, I look for certain people and certain attributes in kids and I will go at them hard and I will, I will say, Hey, I want you to be a part of this program. Uh, you, you know, I think you can make a difference and it'll create these opportunities for you. And it's a great group. We're an inclusive group and we sell it that way too. And word has gotten out there too. I mean, we hold kids accountable and, and I'm a parent. So I coach the way I want my kids to be coached. I don't want a bunch of riffraff and, and uh, I want structure. I want consequences. Um, and so that's the way we run our practices, but we have fun. Uh, but we you can still have structure um, within that. And so um, we've had some success too. I think kids want to be part of success. And so if we can keep that going, that's great. Um, but from a, from a parenting standpoint, you know, if we can get the word out to some of these families, what we stand for and how their kids are going to benefit outside of the game of golf, um, just developing character and being a good person. Um, I think we're going to have, uh, some good attention. I mean, we'll, kids will reach out and we'll, we'll do all right. So, Let's talk a little bit about that because I think as coaches, we, we all have said, Hey, sports teaches life. It's the greatest teacher, regardless of what sport it is. And I think there's times where as coaches, we fall short of teaching those lessons because we get caught up in the X's and O's, the winning, the losing, that sort of thing. But how do you guys kind of go about that and make sure that that maintains a consistent part of the program and, and kind of what you're pouring into those kids and, and not get lost in kind of the, the wins and losses. Yeah. Uh, even in our, our parent meeting. So the first part of the year, we'll have a parent meeting where we're very uh, transparent. We let everybody know exactly where we're at, the expectation. And then um, we say our goal this year is not to win state. You know, you, that's putting the cart in front of the horse. Our goal is to you know, accomplish all the other goals. And we go through all the expectations and the goals that we want to accomplish that year. And if we do that, and we've already set out on accomplishing those goals, you know, after we won state in October, uh, we had our, our uh, banquet at the end of October. And we said, this is the first day of the next season. We'll give you a little bit of time off to recover and have some fun. Um, but this is when we make hay. You know, this is when you start right now. If you want to sit back and relax, um, we're not going to continue to be a successful program. So um, I think it starts, um, it starts with that. I think, uh, you know, having a high expectation, um, focusing on the little things, the detail things. Um, but yeah, we, we don't set out to win state all the time. I think that if we accomplish all these little goals and they learn all these little lessons, um, that'll put us in a good spot and a good, uh, a good area to potentially do well in the next season. So golf is a game that can 
destroy your mental position, right? I mean, you hit a bad shot. It just, it's so outcome driven in a lot of ways. And as we know, you know, outcome and focusing specifically on the outcome is not, and that's what you just talked about, right? If we're going to focus on the outcome of the state tournament, we're probably not going to get to that level because we're putting the cart in front of the horse. We're doing things that aren't actually taking us to where we want to go. How do we break that down, you know, for the amateur golfers in the room, how do we break down that moment of disappointment of frustration when the outcome isn't what we want? How are you telling your athletes, you know, we got to move, we got to be big picture here also, right? Or we got to zoom in and say, what, what did I struggle with to execute in that shot? How are you getting them to, to back away and say, you know, that shot's not that important. I'm just going to keep grinding. I'm going to go and I'm going to go and get the next one. Yeah. We, I mean, you probably hear this from some of your other uh, speakers, but we focus on process. I mean, I mean, if you're doing the right things on your process, then you got a great chance to achieve the product. And so we work on pre-shot routine all the time. You know, it's uh, grip, posture, alignment. It's the most basic, boring thing ever, but it's the most important thing. Uh, it's the details and the most basic things that we work on. You know, we don't try to get too elaborate and, and um, we work on the most basic fundamentals. We drill the hell out of it. We work on process. It's laborious, but um, I think when you get in a tight situation when you got to make a shot, if you don't think about the shot, but you're thinking about the process, okay, look, what's the shot? What does it call for? How far is it? You got to know your game. Um, you know, what are my strengths? Play to your own strengths. You know, if you don't hit a draw, don't try and hit a draw. Um, but focus on the process, you know, uh, get behind it, pre-shot routine, and have confidence that you've done everything you can in the process. And then you pull the trigger with 100% confidence and the chances of you uh, pulling that shot out are a heck of a lot better than, you know, if you're focusing on the end product. No doubt. Coach, let's talk. I mean, we, we are not outcome driven, but you, you mentioned you won the state title this last fall. You guys play in the fall uh, big schools out here. So going into the season, I, I think it was widely accepted, you know, that you guys were probably the favorites. You had a ton of talent. You're returning guys that placed in the top two or three in the state the last few years. Talk a little bit about kind of having that bullseye in your back and, and maybe did you address that with your team throughout the season and, and, and kind of how did you continue to perform at a high level? Because obviously you went in as the favorite and you did the thing, right? You went and you won the whole thing. So talk a little bit about that process and what that journey was like. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the big things, I mean, again, I, I try and think back a uh, you know, I wrote down a few things. I mean, we want to outwork everybody. We want to compete like no other. We don't want to quit. I mean, these are a lot of things that I stand for. Um, I've always had a big chip on my shoulder and I never, ever have thought that I've ever made it. I think that's kind of what drove me to accomplish some of the things that I've accomplished in my past. And so uh, I try and push that a lot on the athletes that I coach. Um, yeah, we've been lucky the last, uh, I think, well, it was about four years ago, we had three stud freshmen come in. And uh, so we had, I think, two seniors and three freshmen competing for our varsity program. And, uh, and we won state that year with three freshmen. And we actually set the state double-A uh, scoring record for a team in the history of the state with three freshmen. And so being able to keep things in perspective and keep them humble um, you would think that'd be tough, but you know, the personalities of these individuals, they're already hum humble kids. Um, you know, 
a lot of that goes to their families and how they were raised again. And I feel lucky to have kids like that coming into the program, but um, they're super driven. They don't ever feel like they've made it. They have high, high goals. They don't ever feel like they've uh, accomplished the goals that they set for themselves. So, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, as freshmen, they won state as, as sophomores, they won state coming in as juniors, we were expected to win state and we didn't. And so that, that might've been the best thing that could have happened. I mean, right now, actually I shouldn't say that, that sucked. That was the worst thing. It was terrible. <laughs> I can say that now, but, uh, but really coming into the season, you can say, you know, nothing's given, you know, you're not entitled to anything. You guys, you guys, I, I personally think you were the best team in the state. You destroyed everybody that year in the regular season. I, and that's, I don't talk to the kids like that. I said, we're fortunate enough to play better than the opponent but they were just absolutely dominant throughout the year. And then, you know, golf is a crazy game. Um, there's so many things, so many variables um, that go into hitting a good shot and, and the mental side, like you say, plays a big part of that as well. So we, uh, we actually got beat by another team that played a lot better than us. I mean, I, I don't think we played very well, but I sure as heck, I'm not going to um, say we lost that. We got beat. And so, uh, you know, you can use that a little bit for motivation. And I said, you know, nothing's given. And a week after that state tournament loss, or, or yeah, the state tournament two years ago when we took second, the kids were hitting balls on our simulator. We have it. We're lucky enough to have a simulator at the high school. So we got kids in there all the time, hitting balls into a screen and you can, I mean, it's a good one and uh, it's accurate. So those kids were, I mean, in there nonstop working their butts off and they were driven. They got into the weight room. I mean, who hears about high school golfers in the weight room? They were working their butts off to get stronger. And uh, yeah, it was, it was great. So you get out of it, what you put into it. I mean, you, it's all the old adages that you hear everybody say, but it's so true. For sure. And I just think about, you, you said golf's a crazy game. So much goes into it. So many variables, all these things. Like that's life, right? I mean, life has a ton of variables that on a given day, somebody else might show up and have the goods, their best of their best. And you might not. And that's okay. Like it's a, it's a great thing to learn because then you get the outcomes that you're talking about moving forward. You, you reprioritize what you're about. You say, I'm going to reinvest. Now you're going to see those kids in the weight room saying, Hey, like, let's, Let's invest in a new way, maybe that we haven't done before, or that we were just kind of in on, you know, like there is, there is just a tremendous value in challenge. There's tremendous value. And, and then what you say, we're going to compete, you know, like, can I show up and compete when the challenge, you know, and being able to take that from the golf course into life. I want to go and attack this thing in a similar way that I would if I was getting a, a real obvious outcome when this outcome in life is, is 10 or 15 years away, potentially, 100%. you know, hundred percent. Yes. I mean, I always say it's not where it starts, where you end. Yeah. A lot of these kids coming in they're embarrassed. They don't play well. I'm like, I don't care. I said, did you ever quit? If they say, yeah, then boy, we got, a, we got a problem. Cause, and, and if you battle and you don't quit, then I will have respect for you. And I will, I will bend over backwards and do what I can for you. But if you're going to quit, you're not just quitting on yourself. You're quitting on your family, your team, your community. I mean, it's what you stand for. You're representing more than just yourself. So playing for something bigger than yourself, we try and push that big time too. And then the adversity thing that comes in, I mean, with golf, it's every single shot adversity comes in. How are you going to handle that? And so we preach character over everything. You know, like I said, at the beginning of the piece, 
Um, I want kids that are fighters. I want kids that are positive or that can learn to be fighters and learn to be positive because um, you're going to run into all kinds of crap. And what are you going to do about it? How are you going to deal with it? You know, you're going to have a short memory and move on or are you going to pout about it? Um, you know, and we go over a lot of that stuff throughout the year. We push, I mean, we really talk about that stuff as much as the physical side of things. Cause I think that gives you a huge advantage in sport and in life. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So coach, you talked about the team aspect and I, you know, I'm always interested because golf ultimately comes down to, I got to hit this shot over and over until I get it in the hole. Right. And, and my score is my score, but there is a team component to it. How do you incorporate that team aspect and playing for something bigger than yourself? Because, you know, when you come, when it comes to individual sports, track, wrestling, golf, tennis, doesn't matter. Right. There's a team component where every point, every stroke, every routine counts. So how do you guys incorporate that? Yeah. Um, well, like every sport, there's the individual as individual aspect. You got to take care of business, whatever you're doing for the betterment of the team for the whole same thing in golf. Um, yeah, no, we preach. We never talk about me, 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 or I, I, I it's always, we, we all, that's our language. It's we, um, we, you know, there, there's, I mean, when, when you're hitting a shot and you potentially feel like, you know, this shot might not care. Think about your teammates. Think about everybody else. I mean, there's a lot of tournaments that are won or lost on one or two shots. And so do you really want to give that up? You know, stay, you know, stay with the shot. Um, that's a great question. Um, you know, we, we try and have a lot of team events when we're on the road, we have a lot of overnighters. So we do everything together. We try to make sure everything has purpose. Uh, this year we had, uh, we implemented an honor bag and John, I don't know if you remember this or not from Matt, but um, uh, it, I have a friend who's the coach of the MSU Bobcats, uh, Brittany Basie, and they have a, like a, a military bag that the, the girls will carry and um, it has a name of a fallen veteran. So it makes it a bigger deal. So it kind of puts things into, things into perspective. So this year um, I was at a, a golf course and um, ran in, I was in the bar, crazy. <laughs> um, ran into a guy, his name was Skip Soderholm. He was an ex special ops guy. So he's in the private sector now, but for 20 years, special ops, badass. I mean, he is a great, uh, a great person, well-spoken, articulate, brilliant, and one bad mother. I mean, some of the stories I won't repeat that, that he told, I mean, but he is, he's a really impressive individual. And I kind of ran by him. I said, you know, I really want to, I want to create this honor bag and I want to have a bag that the girls carry and a, and a bag that the guys carry their camel bags. And I want to put a fallen vet's name on each one. And I want us to um, play for something bigger. And he was all over it. And we kind of worked this out in the summer. And so we created this honor bag. And so the way it works is um, like I said, there's five guys and five girls that compete in every tournament, one guy and one girl. We uh, will select the coaching staff will select um a guy and a girl, they'll be able to carry the honor bag. And we have a conference call with Skip. He's in Virginia and he'll call every time right on time at practice. He finds time in his, uh, in his day and he's busy as heck. And he gives us the name and the background and the story and, and his family situation or her family situation of these fallen vets. 
And the way that he can remember the small details of how these fallen vets, he'll talk about how they went into combat and this and that. And it's unbelievable. And these are things that happened 15 years ago. And so he'll give us the story. And it's just so humbling to hear that. And so then we'll have a bag tag. We'll put them on the, the honors bag. And uh, these kids, uh, we have four carrying our normal bag on the guys and girls and one carrying the camel honor bag. And so it stands out. And I said, you're responsible when the kids in your group ask you, why do you carry the different bag? Why do you guys have it? You're responsible to tell the story. You need to know the story and you better tell it. And so those kids do. And after tournaments, they'll tell me, you know, it was really rewarding. The kid came up and said, what's the story with this? And they'll show the bag tag and they'll talk and that'll create dialogue outside of golf for a few holes. At the end of the tournament, we take a picture, team picture with the, the honor bags. We send them to Skip. He sends them to the families. And it is the coolest thing. I mean, it's the best thing we could have done. We're going to continue to do it moving forward. But that creates team atmosphere. That puts things into perspective, too. Yeah. Um, uh, playing for something bigger than yourself. So uh, that's another thing that we do to try and create, um, you know, that that team atmosphere. And uh, it was will it was really well received, and and it's something we're going to um, implement moving forward. Well, and and what an incredible reminder for kids. You know, teaching kids perspective is can be really difficult sometimes. And what a skill to have and experience to have to say, like you said, it's bigger than me. It's different. It's outside of this. At the end of the day, we're playing a game, right? Exactly. And, and if you can start to have real dialogue and questions about, hey, what, what's this isn't real life. You know, yes, we want to compete. We want to win like crazy. But, hey, there is something bigger. And it's okay to talk about that, too. Yeah. How about the lessons you learn from playing a game, right? I mean, they're unbelievable. And, you know, I can even go by when they're pouting or hitting a bad shot, you know, as much as we preach effort and attitude and stuff, they're going to have our head down and it's okay to be disappointed, but you better let it go. You have 60 seconds to be upset, then let's go. But it's like, Hey, look at the bag tag right there. Really? You, you know, yeah. you missed the putt. Does it really matter? I mean, yeah. come on. So having perspective is a good thing. Yeah. And to be able to zoom out enough to say, you know what, this thing today is, is tough. It's hard, but it's not that hard. It's hard for me right now, but in the, in the grand scheme, because you know, like I, I'm 36 and there are times where I still am like all invested in my own stuff. And I'm saying, Hey, you know, like I, woe is me. Right. But then you get that moment, you know, for an 18 year old, for a 17, for a 15 year old to be able to say, you know, that this thing that you're so invested in, it's going to be gone pretty soon, you know, and life in general is going to be gone pretty soon. Like, what are you doing? You know, like this is practice for something else is really right. what it is. And, and I think about, you know, having a parent say, well, I want my kid to be a better version of themselves. Well, what better way to do that than to take some perspective and say that, well, this thing that's important to me right now, isn't that important in the big scheme. And I can probably let it go. I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. You're spot on. I mean, I think, I think hopefully um, that's appealing to some parents and some families that they want their kids to be a part of that. That's what I want. I don't want, I don't care about my kid playing for the undefeated football team. If, and I'm not speaking of football coaches around here. They're great. Yeah. 
but I don't care about them playing for the undefeated team when the coach is a complete jack and he doesn't set the example for my kid. I don't want that. I want my kid to learn hard lessons. I want him held accountable. I want him to learn the lessons that he needs or she needs to learn to be successful in life. And so, I mean, that's the goal for us. And I, I'm, I'm not going to be hypocritical. I am ultra competitive and I have had my fair share of, you know, stuff I'm not so proud of after I've lost or not done as well. Hopefully I've learned from that. Maybe that's why I um, focus so much on the character thing. Cause I know how important it is, you know, and I've had some coaches that have called me out in high school. Um, you know, this, this so-and-so who thinks he's a little bit cooler than he is. And, and he's the best coach. Um, he's the coach I remember. And he's the coach. I kind of emulate some of the things I do because he didn't take any crap from me. I mean, he was like, I don't need you. You know, there's the door, you know, you think you're that special. Honestly, God, that's how he, he kind of spoke to me and put me in my place. And I have so much respect for him for that. Um, so I try and give back that way. Coach, talk a little bit. I mean, we've talked a lot about your programs and your kids, but let's talk a little bit. Not too, re not too long ago, there was one high school in Bozeman and you were the coach. And all of a sudden, you know, every, uh, most people know that Bozeman is just exploding with population. And it became evident that, hey, we got to have two high schools. You end up going to the new high school. Talk about that transition and kind of, I mean, obviously talk about your heart being torn in two because you put into this one school and now you're going to start another program. Tell us a little bit about that, what that was like for you. Yeah, it was a tough, it was a tough time. I mean, especially, I mean, when you go to the biggest, as far as attendance goes school in the state um more than likely you're going to have some athletic success i mean there's got to be some other things involved there you know you, you got to have parent um buy-in and resources and great coaching and all that but i mean it takes um some great athletes and so there was a ton of competition so we we had great success at bozeman high and like I say, population here is just freaking blown up. Everybody's discovered Bozeman. It's beautiful. It's a great place to be. Um, there's great people here. I love being here. Um, so yeah, uh, we did split a couple of years ago and, and some of the coaches were like, Oh man, this is going to be so tough and it's such a challenge. And it really came down to though. Um, and we all agreed it, it provides mm -hmm. more opportunities for kids. I mean, double the opportunities, and as a parent, I want my kid to have an opportunity, you know, I mean, if, if only, you know, say on a basketball team, if you're going to keep 10 for varsity, now you're keeping 20 for varsity. I mean, that's the double the opportunities, depending on what district you're in. And so um, I grew up where there was a nice crosstown rivalry. And I think that's, it's, uh, that has happened. It happened really quick. You know, admin was always like, Hey, we're one Bozeman and, we're all together and day one, I was out the window. Uh -uh. Yeah. You and, start wearing different colors. Things absolutely. change quickly. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, before it's great. And after the competition, it's great. And your buddies, but during the competition, it's different. I mean, you are competing and you do what you got to do to, to, to get a victory for your team. So I, I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, it's, it's up to us as, coaches and kids and teams to create, you know, um, I don't know, a great environment for kids to become interested in your program and to establish what your program stands for. You know, we were lucky to do that at Bozeman high and we're starting to do that here at Gallatin high school. 
Um, yeah, it was, it was tough that first year though, that girls team, we won four straight state championships and the, none of the girls or just a couple of the girls were coming over. It was pretty firm on the boundaries and most of the girls that had been part of our program or we'd have been part of their program stayed. And so it was, a. I was super happy for them. They ended up winning state that, that fifth, fifth time in a row. And, um, but yeah, that was, it was, it was tough wearing a different color. Um, still supported them hundred percent Golf's a little unique, you know, but wanted everybody to do well. And, um, yeah, it's, but it's a good thing. I mean, a lot more opportunities and we're excited about, um, starting something very special at Gallatin high and hopefully we can keep it rolling. Well, and one of the things, you know, I've talked about with teams and athletes for a long time is we don't compete against, we compete with, right. We want it. We want to compete with, if they are good across from me, it makes me be good. Right. I mean, absolutely. Like, we can, we can talk about for days about the football game that happened last night, that that chiefs bills game that was just transcendent. Right. Really? And the reason it happened, right. The reason it happened is because both those dudes elevated each other. Right. And then they elevate all their teammates and then they elevate. Right. And that's what is so beautiful. I have goosebumps right now talking about sport in that way, because when we compete with each other. Right. I mean, I was a track coach for a long time. If I got a kid that I know, you know, I'm I'm against and he runs 11 flat right next door. I got, I better bring my best stuff too. And if I, you know, if I know I'm 11, one, 11, two kid and I, I know he's 11 flat, I might go run that number. And now all of a sudden I, I did something I didn't think that was possible. And it was because somebody else raised my level, you know, and that's the team portion thing too, that we were talking about before. When, you know, I got to bring it for my buddies. I got to bring it for my teammates. It raises my level also. And so I, you know, yeah. What a, what a cool opportunity. Has there been any challenges in that beyond you don't get all of the kids any longer? What was it like to start from scratch in some ways, a, a program all over again? Well, it, in a good, in a way it was kind of nice. We had, I mean, I was lucky. I had all those studs, the three freshmen, all those studs come over. So four, so actually five of the top players on the guy's side, the entire team came over to Gallatin. They all lived in our section. Um, we started out, oh, well, funny thing, actually, we started out with just three classes at Gallatin High School. So last year, we only had three classes, freshman through junior. So every senior had to stay at Bozeman High. And actually, a lot of the really talented girls that ended up staying with that senior class, they lived in our district. So we could have got those girls but, you know, they wanted to keep that class together. They have gone through for, for three years and they wanted to graduate them all together. So um, in a way, we were really lucky because we had a lot of people that came over and were used to the culture that and understood the culture that we stood for and that we set and represented over there at Bozeman High. And we were going to do the same thing. Um, we kind of passed everything on to some other coaches. I, I tried to tell them how we did things and they're going to try and do it their way and implement some of the things. And that's just the way it is with a transition. And they're going to, yeah. they're going to implement some of the things we did and, and make it theirs. And so we tweak some of the things we're doing at Gallatin. We still are effort and attitude and character above it, above everything. And, um, but yeah, in a way it wasn't really too tough because we had some great leadership. We had, I mean, you got three guys that have taken state or taken first from, from a team standpoint, taken first, first, and second. And then they've all been, all state for four years in a row or three years in a row. So you got to listen to these guys. For sure. So we had, 
folks, leaders that were, were kind of leading by example. I mean, they knew it was up. So a lot of these younger kids coming in, they also held them accountable. So they know what's coming in. In addition to the coaches, which is kind of nice. We had some older kids, um, great experience. Kids look up to them. Uh, it was such a unique class. Um, I mean, they were, they accomplished so much in the four years from a golf standpoint, they, but they, they are like, I, I, it was nice. They, the, the, the media, they did a piece on, on some of the kids, the Verge twins, we had identical twins and they were first, second as freshmen, first, second as juniors, second and third as, sorry, first, second as sophomores, second and third as juniors. And they were first and second at state as seniors. I mean, they're just freaks. Yeah. And then they were first, from a team standpoint for three years and, and second place for one year. So they, um, you know, the media is like, well, what, what, what can you say? And I said, I can't say anything more about them um, talent wise, but I'll tell you, you guys need to do a, a, a show on who they are as people who cares about the golf. I mean, these kids are unbelievable. They're from a character standpoint and they set the, they set the bar for everybody. It's so easy as a coach to have kids like this on your team. Um, an example would be there's a, there's a kid, um, they're, they're very faith-based and, uh, there's a kid who's just getting in, they go, goes to church with them and, and, uh, never played golf. And they're like, Hey, we'll take you out. And, and there I, I go to hit some balls and, and they have this kid who's never played golf playing with the two best players in the state, high school players. And they're taking him out on a short course to make him feel good and to teach him and show him. And they didn't have to do any of that stuff. And then there's another situation where, um, there's a veterans, uh, another way to honor veterans golf tournament. And so we played in that this year and they volunteered to hit balls on some holes to raise money. And the guy who, um, was running the tournament said, Hey, what, we need to pay these guys. And they're like, absolutely not. I, we don't want anything. We would do anything for this cause. I mean, it, it's stuff like that. They do stuff like that daily in their lives. And it's, it's attributed to being raised with great parents. They have great, great parents. And I tr focus on those too, but we have numerous players. We're super lucky to have players like that on our team. And we preach character first. And I just think if you have that kind of person doing those kinds of things, you can't lose, right? It, it's such a good thing. Yeah, I was, I was fortunate enough to meet the, those two boys, uh, your golf tournament this last summer. And I, I, they didn't know me from, from anything and, and couldn't have been more humble and I, you know, at that point, I didn't really know the, the, the extent of their success. And like you said, just huge hearts, willing to give, uh, well-spoken, you know, kind, it just that combination coach, you, like you said, is kids willing to work and give of themselves. And then you talk about character, integrity, and accountability, and it, how can you lose? Even if, even if you do. <laughs> I got a little bit of hot water at one of the schools I was at, cause I was recruiting kids that maybe played another sport <laughs> well that's different Jeremy. it it wasn't really like that i just these kids were so top-notch right they're just unbelievable kids and i'm like I, I want you around us more than i want us around you right i don't i don't want you to come because you're gonna be a superstar for us you might not even be that good right but what i want is i want your personality and your character around the rest of our kids because when you show up at practice i know how it's gonna go Right. When you yeah. show up for a competition day, I know how it's going to go. And, you know, I wasn't I wasn't really recruiting them, John. I just kept saying, like, man, you should run for us. Right. You should run because what I want is your person 
to just be around us, right. To give what you have in such a phenomenal way. And like you said, you get kids like that. You, you can't lose, right. Even if, even if the outcomes aren't what you want, you're just growing daily from, from those people. And what a cool thing to remind ourselves of like how kids can still teach us, right. They can still grow us. They can still make us see these things that sometimes we get lost in. Yeah. I'm still learning. Yeah. It's great. Well, I think too, and coach, I don't mean to speak for you, but I think you kind of have said this along the way. It's like as coaches, sometimes as much as we try to keep the ego out of it about us, right. There is a small part where we do have success and it's like, Hey man, I'm, man, I did a pretty good job here. Well, when you have kids like that, it reminds you, oof, I need kids that are good in order to be good. So it gives us perspective too, and, and, and keeps us humble at times as well. No, I agree. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been a good run and hopefully we can keep, uh, keep going. You know, I, I, you know, I, I get more out of, I mean, it's great. You get the pats on the back and, oh man, you, your teams are great, but I get more out of like right after divisionals when, you know, our team, one of our requirements at the end of every tournament is we need to go in and we thank every single person, all 10 of us and all the coaches we go in, whoever's behind the counter, we say, thank you for hosting. We go to the pro. Thank you for hosting us. We appreciate it. We had the courses in great shape or whatever. And then we go to whoever the tournament hosts are the coaches, usually those local coaches. And we say, thank you so much for hosting. And, uh, you know, this year at divisionals, we were in Great Falls and uh, the general manager, everybody went through and I was last and I said, thanks so much. And, and he said, you got the, the classiest team around. And that, that, that's what I want to hear. That's what makes me feel good. Coach, before we let you go, how, if people want to get involved, whether it's participate in the junior tour, donate, volunteer, whatever, how, how can they get, have access to that? Yeah. So it's called the first security bank junior golf tour, and that's the website. So first security bank, junior golf tour.com. Um, first security banks, good people, Jim Ness. Uh, uh, he's the president there. Phenomenal person. They give so much back to the community. And so they stepped up and it used to be the wheat Montana junior golf tour. Um, and we've just had great corporate success with that. So you can get on the website there. You can learn a lot about the website um, if you want to be a corporate sponsor that helps drive down those costs for kids and uh, you know, we, we try and get rules, bag tags and other little gifts that'll help kids learn the game of golf. Um, it's a nonprofit. It's a not for, not for profit. So if you want to be part of that um, hit the website up and there's some contact information for me. And if you feel like your kid wants to participate in that, all the information you want to know is on the first security bank, juniorgolftour.com. Appreciate it, coach. Appreciate your time and, and sharing your stories and your program and, and bragging up those kids. So thanks for joining us. I love what you guys are doing. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be on your program. Thank you. Jamie, for me, the, the ultimate takeaway, you know, and, and I think you can tie everything else that we talked about back to this, but the, the underlying message that I got from, from Matt today that I took away is nothing is given. Nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is given. Regardless of the success that you've had or you think you're going to have or the skill level or whatever else, nothing is given. you got to earn it every day. 
Well, and that's the perspective piece, right? That you you have to be able to step away and say that this thing isn't as important as I think it is right now, because tomorrow it might not be here. So like, I'm going to, it's that weird dynamic that we've talked about so many times is this like capacity to be here and be present and be in the moment and make it important and make it a big deal because it isn't guaranteed. And yet at the same time, like it's not that important because it's going to be done tomorrow, you know, and like love it, compete, be good at it, invest, like look towards excellence, but like and, let's disconnect yeah. and let's disconnect ourselves from it. Like let's not, wrap up our identity in it because there's something bigger also. Right. And I, I think that's a challenge for, for us, you know, whether it's us podcasting or working with, with teams or individuals for you out there, if you're a coach, if you're a parent, if you're whoever you are in whatever roles that you play, right. Having that perspective, being able to take a step back and say, Hey, yes, it matters to, to win. Right. It matters to compete at a high level and, and be your best. But at the end of the day, right? How do how do we treat other people? What are the lessons that we're learning? What is the and what is our practice? Character? It's practice for the next thing, right? It's it's a crucible for us to find out what our character is. That's what you just said, right? Like it's yeah. it's a place for us to learn about who we are and what we can bring to the next opportunity, also, right? No matter what that opportunity is, it might be being a dad, might be being a husband, might be in a golf match, you know, like whatever it is. Are you willing to show up? Good stuff, Jamie. Appreciate you. Appreciate Matt for joining us and you as the listener joining us as well. If you're interested in, in helping him out, I know we get a lot of listeners from the Midwest and hopefully we're gaining traction out here in Montana too. But if however you want to get involved, he's doing some really cool stuff. So check out the website, First Security Bank Junior Golf Tour. Sounds like a long website, but I'm going to check it out. Anyway, check it out. Give if you can. Otherwise, just give in your community. Get involved in something that grows whatever sport, whatever activity, and gives back. So, again, Jamie, appreciate you. And as always, the eyes up.